Hello and welcome to the ETPHD Mentoring Podcast, the business podcast that will help you grow your business and yourself within a flourishing and healthful life, whatever that looks like for you. Like, share and subscribe to the pod for the ultimate good karma and reach out to us with any questions that you have. The details are in the show notes. Hello and welcome to episode number 10 of the ETPHD Mentoring Podcast with a very kind of shaky voice so here's hoping it holds out. I am doing this podcast a week early because you know I'm very prepared and this weekend I have been at IFS and it's wild how much talking for four days straight impacts your um, ability to even hold a conversation or to speak out loud. Um, I think it's fine, I think it will hold out, I think we've got this but it's a bit of a quick fire pod today. And we're talking about 15 reasons why you're not signing up clients. Um, just FYI, the uh, list does not contain because it's summer, because it's Christmas, because of cost of living. Um, these are all things that are within your control that you can change. So let's get cracking. Number one, you're not showing people who you are. People don't know you or people don't like you. The awkward part here is maybe you are showing people who you are and people just don't like you. That would be extremely unfortunate. Obviously, none of the people that we work with at ETPHD Mentoring fall into this category because everyone is just so lovable and (coughs) enjoyable to be around. Um, You have to show people who you are. They have to see more than an infographic. They have to see your personality. People don't buy into coaching methods. They buy into coaches. So show your personality, have a personality, or even if your personality is not as hilarious as mine, not as witty as mine, maybe your personality is just very dry and somber and flatlined. I mean, I'm not going to say that's ideal, but I am sure there are people that relate to that. If people do not know who you are, they will never sign up with you. And also... Keep in mind they're spending at least half an hour a week with you, if not more, hopefully more if you've got a community, calls, check-ins, etc., maybe in-person clients. If they, like, they want to like you, otherwise why would they, like, they wouldn't sign up with you if they didn't actually enjoy speaking to you. Number two, you're relying solely on social media posts to talk about what you do. You need to have long-form content. Social media is just simply the entry point. So Instagram, for example, is just an entry point into getting to know you more, getting to know more about what you do, getting to know more about what you know. No one is ever going to sign up to coach with you or to work with you if from a social media post, from one social media post, never. And this kind of ties into point number three, you're not nurturing your audience. When you do an Instagram post, this might then feed into a podcast episode, which might then feed into an email list or, you know, other way around or one or the other. This might then feed into a free group, a free community that you have where you are still nurturing these relationships for free. This might then turn into a monthly group or a group coaching option, which is low cost, which then might move into a one-to-one program, and then maybe might move into courses and education. You have to nurture your potential audience from the get-go. 
and that doesn't just look like an Instagram post. Think about the flow. Think about where your potential first um, potential client starts and think about, okay, well, what's my um, nurturing value for this, for this person? How am I providing more and more nurturing value and funneling them through into what is effectively the most effective way of me supporting them which is most likely going to be my paid coaching program, whatever that looks like. Number four, you're not connecting with your audience. Ultimately, people need to feel seen and heard by your content. And if they don't, they're not going to connect with you and they're certainly not going to want to work with you. Often, people are attracting the wrong attention. You're doing this by just putting out reels for engagement short reels with no kind of depth to them whatsoever but you know that it gets loads of views because they're three seconds long and uh, that's helpful for the algorithm or you're doing um reels that maybe for example show your body because you know that that gets more engagement and i'm not saying there's anything wrong with any of these things but if you're focusing too much on this type of stuff you're attracting the wrong attention and then think okay well realistically for your potential client what is that telling them literally nothing or you're focused too much on educating people no one cares what mindful eating is people care what mindful eating is when it solves the problem that they're having for example overeating or binge eating or um, fat loss struggles so rather than saying here's five ways to be more mindful can you say you know if you struggle with overeating, these five mindfulness things, these five hacks are things that like you need to focus on. Obviously, it would be far more concise than that because <coughs> I haven't planned that far ahead. Stop focusing on getting the wrong attention and start thinking on uh, thinking about how you are problem solving. Do you know who your ideal client is? Do you know what problems that they're facing? Do you know the struggles that they're having from getting from where they are right now to where they want to be? That is how you connect with people by solving their problems or by showing that you understand and you hear their problems. And then on top of that, thinking about, okay, well, now I know who my ideal client is and the problems that they're having, how else can I connect with them? I connect with my audience all the time on things like dating, on red flags, on feminist stuff. Gosh, kind of downplayed that, but um, I connect with them on things that are not necessarily related to relationships with food or they probably are but not in the direct sense because I know who my audience is and so I know that they can connect with me over funny memes over girl math over whatever it may be because they're that type of often often they fall into that kind of umbrella of people so how are you connecting with your audience number five you're not given enough of the right value we have this quote in our IFS talk from Adam Grant, who says, the more I help out, the more successful I become. You have to consistently show up. You need to give enough value as well as the right value. So you need to be showing up pretty much every day. I was speaking to one of the other speakers at IFS this weekend and we were putting some content together and she said, yeah, because obviously you just post every day. And I said, pretty much you know I've got some things going on at the moment so maybe I'll post a slightly less because I'm focusing more on the people that I'm working with 
And she said, oh yeah, that makes sense, but most times. And these are people that are, are, that are at the top of their game and they're showing up on social media every single day. So you need to be doing the same. And you need to be looking at like the right kind of value. Are you giving out, are you doing emails? Are you doing podcasts? Are you giving people what they actually want as opposed to what you actually want to give? You are not creating a product and then finding the audience for that product. You are, you have an audience and you are creating a product or a service to meet their needs. So you need to think about what is it that they actually want and what is it that they actually need and how am I creating what I have to support that? Not what do I want to talk about because I've seen someone else talk about it and I think it's cool. Focus on what you can give rather than what you can get. Each post that you do, don't sit there thinking, oh, how many likes does this have? What is this engagement like? How many shares does this have? Etc. 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 That's that those metrics can be useful if you're really looking to grow your social media following, if that's a key focus for you. But think more so about are you giving enough value and are you giving the right value? Number six, people don't know what you do. There's no obvious coaching method. You can't explain what you do. You don't talk about time to value. You don't have a clear process. People don't know what you do. You can never talk about what you do enough, ever. One thing I will say though, is that you don't want that to be the sole thing you talk about because realistically, if your entire stories are, this is the coaching, this is my coaching method and these are results, people don't watch them. People will get bored very, very fast and not watch. So of course there is a balance to be had, but you need to make sure you're talking about it. And on top of that, don't assume people are watching your stories. Most people are not. Most of your audience don't watch your stories. And you think, oh, I'm talking about my my um, coaching methods every single day. Yeah, on your stories, where I don't know what percent, 5% of your, of your following might watch your stories, maybe 10. I don't know, I can't do the maths. Um, well, I could, but I just not on the spot like this. Make sure that you know what you do and that you talk about it. And on top of that, when you're working with um, relationships with food and more holistic stuff, you'll often hear people say, well, I can't give, I can't say that you're going to heal your relationship with food in six weeks. I can't say that you'll stop binge eating in eight weeks. If you're a good coach, you've probably said that before, to be quite honest. But you need to think about what is my time to value? People want to know how long is it going to take me to see change? How are you articulating that about your methods? I spoke to somebody at IFS at the weekend who has an app and it's quite holistic. And she said, you know what? I don't, I'm struggling with how to kind of sell it in, a, um, in an effective way. And I said, well, okay, well, what are the topics that you're covering? And she told me, and she said, they're all kind of, they can, I don't know, I think she said that you can go through them at your own pace. Or um, I said, well, why don't you bunch them together into certain topics so that by the end of month, month one, people can achieve X. By the end of month two, people can achieve Y. Or people can expect to see these things happen. People need to know how immediately they're going to see change. We like immediate stuff. We don't like stuff in the future. People also are not going to know what you do if you don't give clear calls to action in every single post. You have to tell people. You have to ask people to message you. You have to ask people to listen to your podcast. You have to tell people to save your posts or to share your posts or to DM you with certain words. Don't just assume 
that people are going to that people are going to um, listen to a podcast just because you've put something there, like you've talked about it. Tell people this is what it is. This is where you'll find it, etc., etc. Number seven, you're overwhelming people. Meet people where they are. Most people, especially when it comes to fat loss and if you'll go diet for a long time or they're working on the relationship with food, most people are already overwhelmed and already scared. So don't make your process sound overwhelming and scary. Otherwise, you're going to put people off. It's not impressive to say, you know, I have 24 pillars and I use all of this evidence-based practice and um, this coaching process is going to take years and years and years. How enticing is that to literally anyone? You could have the most comprehensive, well-rounded, holistic program to offer people that is exceptional. But if you're telling people that it's this huge, big thing, you're going to overwhelm them and it's going to put people off. Number eight, you're not actually selling. And no, I don't mean cold DMing people. You know that we don't do that here. But You never tell people you're taking on clients. You never run launches. You assume that people will just reach out when they're ready. You don't message people with value. You don't engage with the people who engage with your posts. You don't engage with people who vote on polls. You don't even do polls. You give a lot of free value in your DMs without actually then talking about, again, the ultimate way that you can help people, which is going to be your paid offer. You shouldn't be spending hours and hours giving free advice to the same people over and over again in your DMs. You need to have a system in place that once you've spoken to these people, whether you've reached out because they've engaged on a post or they've shared your podcast, whatever it may be, once you've reached out, maybe you've given them some more value, maybe they've engaged on a post about binge eating, you've sent them a binge eating podcast and then you've messaged them and you said, how did you find the podcast? What did you take from it? Do you have any questions? And then they give you some more and then you say, amazing what's a good WhatsApp number for you and I'll drop you a message and I can support you a bit more and then you can talk about your coaching program. You're not just giving out free coaching advice in your DMs. You are a coach, you are a business owner, you're not an education page. Number nine, you're focusing on interruption marketing instead of permission marketing. Permission marketing is when you opt in for offers and announcements Um, from people or in this case when people opt in for offers and announcements from you super easy for people to ignore marketing and often on social media people are not on there to buy coaching programs Um, they're often on there to laugh they're maybe on there to learn a bit um, to find people that they relate to to build community to build connection so often if they see something that is obvious uh, marketing they'll often ignore it Unless you have earned the attention and built the trust to then market to these people, it is a privilege that you have to be able to market these people and it's it's a privilege that you have that people are giving you their time and that they actually want to hear from you. Permission marketing is built through like earning attention, building trust And the idea and the core principles of permission marketing is that it's relevant, anticipated um, for them. So, or to them rather. So what I mean by that is you may well um, focus on building connections and talking about things in public, but selling in private. Because when people DM you, when people um, email you or ask to be on your email list, 
or listen to your podcast, they're, they're saying, I trust you, I want to give you my attention. They're asking for your attention. And that is, those are the people that you can nurture more and then they create space for you to market to them. And so you want to think about how am I creating an environment of permission marketing rather than just firing out all of this interruption marketing, putting stuff on their feed thinking that people are going to want to see that information. People don't want to see it unless you've built that connection in the first place. A prime example of this is like having an email list. Again, you can do this on social media for sure, but having an email list where people have actually asked to opt in to hearing from you. They want to hear from you. Those people, nurturing those people, although there are maybe fewer people on your email list than there are on social media, those people are people that are much more likely to want to get support from you. And so when it comes to doing things like launches, you can direct them specifically at your email list, the people that, again, trust you and want to give you their attention. Number 10, you're not getting feedback. You never ask people what they're struggling with. You never check in with the people that are following you. So you don't know if you're even giving out the right type of content or connecting with people in the first place because you're not getting feedback from them. You're not looking at your DMs. Um, so be quite explicit with this. Ask people, ask your email list. Can you fill, take two minutes to fill in this survey? I'll give you a free... Um, I'll give you free journaling prompts on X, Y, and Z. Whatever is relevant to your audience. Probably not going to be a free recipe book. Um, But ask people to fill in and answer questionnaires. What is the biggest thing that you're struggling with right now? Um, Rate these five things in terms of order that you're struggling with them on. In terms of ordering that you're struggling with them. Uh, Emotional eating, fat loss exercise motivation habit development whatever it may be ask them um you can say you know what type of what type of content do you enjoy engaging with the most that type of thing number 11 people don't trust you you're not building authority you're not sharing client results you are talking so much about what you know and your own experience that actually people don't know that they can trust what you're saying. Number 12, you're focusing on new clients and leads and you're not on focusing on being the best coach with solid integrity. Honestly, the best thing you can do is to make sure that you're an absolutely fantastic coach. Obviously, those people will have done EIQ nutrition. They are the best coaches in the industry. But on top of that, like think about how you're communicating that and how you're getting feedback from your clients on that. And again, how you're sharing that. You have to be a great coach in order for any of this to be relevant. Number 13, you're copying someone else. If you're copying someone else, say you're copying me, I can guarantee you that I am putting in a lot of time and effort into um, nurturing people that follow me, into connecting with people that follow me because I care and because I want to be in their heads. And if you are copying me, for example, you're always going to be on the back foot because I'm always going to make sure that I'm ahead (laughs) because that's what what a business owner and an entrepreneur does in line with their markers of success. So 
think about how am I showing up authentically? How am I being me rather than trying to be someone else? Number 14, you're not asking for referrals. Referrals are a key source of new potential clients for you. You need to be offering your current clients, your past clients, um, offers that support them to want to refer you or refer you to their friends, to their family, to people that they know. And there are so many different ways that you can do this. You can offer incentives. You can do it in like a very structured way. You can do it more in ad hoc way. Um, I'm not sure that's the right phrase actually. Anyway, you can do it in a more relaxed way. You can encourage people to share their journeys on social media. You can bring people onto your podcast to talk about their journey with you. Um, there are lots of ways that you can ask people to um, refer you and to talk about what you do. And if you're an excellent coach and that shouldn't be a problem, people will probably want to do that because they've changed their life with working with you. So why wouldn't they want to share that with someone else? 15, you are getting clients. You just expected more clients more easily, more quickly. Ultimately, this takes time. Don't get sucked into those screenshots from business mentors and stuff saying, you know, I 10x'd my income in in one month. Um, A lot of these times, these are maybe one-off payments. You know, I heard a lot at the weekend about people saying, you know, you should move from a monthly payment option to upfront payments. And you can imagine if somebody does that with all of their payments, what their income looks like for that one month. And that is very screenshotable. It's hard work building a client base. And often when we get into online, I speak to a lot of people that say, oh, should I work in person or just go straight online? Ultimately, it looks very easy because there are millions of people online. So it's like, well, why wouldn't, you know, why wouldn't I be able to sign up clients? It's hard work. You have to connect. You have to nurture. You pretty much have to do it all. And it does take time. But the more consistent you are with all of these things, plus many, many more, and the more consistent you are with showing up and talking about what you do and being confident in what you do, the easier it will become. 